Roleplay After Dark is for adults. We'd be dropping F-bombs and G-dangs and all other kind of language. Before we play, we put our kids to bed. You should too. All right, welcome to Roleplay After Dark. This is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Real Play Podcast. My name is Nick Kaltenbach, and I will be your dungeon master. My name is Robin Kaltenbach. I am going to be playing character Amber Hammersmith. She's a dwarf ranger. I am Allison, and I am playing Roland, the rogue tiefling. I'm Thor Anderson, and I'm playing a Salem Saber Reagan. And Thor is his real name. <laughs> When we last left off, your characters were seemingly in like a, a some sort of dungeon or prison, I should say, and you escaped. The the dwarves were able to figure out how to get out of the, the porpoise and you come out and and like kind of like a fallout when you open the, the, the vault, you know what I'm saying? And you have that like the light that yeah, that you adjust to the scene. You look out and you're able to see what's essentially a prison colony. There's tons and tons of dwarves that are mining. And they're being slate like driven by masters, and those are the drow. So, um, drow, and I don't know if we've discussed this yet, but drow are like uh, these dark, uh, kind of tainted elves. Same thing yeah, with the with the, the dwarves. They don't look right. They look all like uh, uh, you know pale and and gaunt. They're not good. Yeah, they look weird. So they 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 reek of the taint. They reek of the tank. You don't even have to. Okay. Say the race thing. We just don't like their faces. So then these elves could be like untainted, uh-huh. unlike the traditional drow, which are just like dark elves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's some nuance there for sure. We have, we're, we're not getting into it at the moment, but yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so well, I kind of like that divergence where these, the elves can be untainted or whatever and undrowified. Yeah. Um, so where we left off too was that the dwarves that you escaped with were leading you on. They they, they like call to you as you cut like scramble out of this what seems like a prison cell, and you get out and they're like, "Come here, come here, let's go. Like, we've got a place that we can go to." Can we roll for? Uh... I don't trust these guys. Okay, no. yeah. Give me an insight check. Yeah. Twenty. I got twelve. Plus. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a so reflex right? insight yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to it. And then, so your wisdom is right here. I got a fifteen. I got a fifteen total on my insight. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pretty much realize these guys are BS. Yeah, you you guys totally do not seem to sense any uh, ill intent from these guys, uh, and they're the, they're the waving, but they're moving, so they're they're getting going. Yeah. All right, yeah. I mean, if we we know it's chill, it's chill, right? Let's. Should okay. we learn where they're going though? Is that what we do with an insight check? She said, or is that we just do with an insight check? I think that. I thought, well, we did, I thought they were weird, but like, I don't know where they're going. Should we maybe roll to see if we follow them? Well, here, let's do this conversation in character, right? So let's close our eyes again. Everybody, get ready and close your eyes. Think about what your character would say, and so what you're going to want to do is be like, you're going to, to pull one of the, Roland is going to pull the group aside. You know, you're separated from the dwarves a little bit. You've got the space to do this. 
Hey, you guys, are you sure we should just be going wherever they go? Oh, I'm not sure Roland, we should try. Roland was the one that, that had the, the... I think, is it them? What do you guys think? I kind of want to follow them and maybe keep it low-key and see where they're going, but I also am not sure if they're going to lead us to something that's not cool. What do you guys think? Oh, I don't tell anything is off right from the get-go, so I think we should trust them this far, but we should definitely be cautious. All right, should we roll to see if we keep it low-key or confront them before they get to the target? I think we should follow them as well. Uh, so, Roland, um, your, your character seems uneasy. So, if your character is uneasy, one of the things that it might might help him is uh, to do an investigation check. To maybe you don't have to because you rolled an insight to find out what's up with the dwarves, but there's also a big surrounding that you could do. So that's something your character could choose to do. I recommend that. Yeah. So uh, that's right. If you look at the list here, uh, it should be right here. Intel. And then it's yeah, see that it shows right here that yeah end. Yeah, it's, it's right here. So okay. go ahead and roll a die twenty and add that to it. All right, so six. Roll it again. Roll it again. Should we all? Do uh, what I'll say for the narrative is that Roland is, is basically doesn't seem sure about the situation. So your character is like really looking around as That's we go around. What if? What if we do it where Roland, Taryn, hang out here, and then me and Salem go with these guys and we see what's up, and then if stuff goes down, you can meet up with us. Do you want to be separated? So let me give you some, before you make a decision. So one of the things that you should notice is that you've never been anywhere like this before. You didn't even know a place like this exists. There, you look up into the sky and there is no sky. It's just cave. It's a large cave. It's a large cave. It's like being out on a football field and there's still being a cave above you. Yeah. Right? So it's humongous. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's dark and black and you don't see, you know, it's hard to, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. So I think the DM is saying we do not want to get separated. I think, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that we should do a full scale. I just don't know what else got, we could do. I got Salem. I'm going to give, yeah. I'm going to give Roland an advantage on investigation checks for the near future uh, because of your weariness. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's, yeah. it makes me very uncomfortable. That would be space. Yeah. So uh, as we continue. The dwarves are like rhyming, they're like going, uh, when you're on hiking, you know, when you're on uh, hiking trails and you're kind of like scrambling in the rock and the gravel is kind of like, it cuts loose underneath your feet, right? There's a lot of this going on. It's a pretty rugged terrain as you're crawling through this area. And a lot of the stones are wet. So as you're crawling through, like it's damp, it's a cave. Every once in a while, you're like grabbing like a, a damp pillar or something. Yeah. And they kind of like are working in between a bunch of stalagmites. Right? Yeah, because the t- uh, stalactites hang tight, right? So, <laughs> so the stalagmites are, they're crawling in there like they're kind of Christmas tree shaped and they're like getting in, right? And then all of a sudden you see that, that they're kind of like going down into into the, the cave wall. <clears throat> and as you uh, start to follow them down, it starts to get more damp. And you start to hear less of the hustle and bustle and the clanging and the monsters that are going on behind you, and you're starting to hear trip, drop, trip, drop, and you, the dwarves are continuing on. 
Uh, and do you continue to follow them? I think, can we roll to ask them where we're going? Because I'm assuming they might know, but I would like at least a little bit of an answer because yeah. it's getting a little kooks. So your character walks up and taps one of the dwarves on the shoulder maybe, and go ahead and give me a, what would you say? Don't you have to roll anything. Hey, man, I'm just curious, uh, how deep you think we're going to be going? Uh, let's see, how would the doors respond? I can't remember if I gave them an accent. Uh, just, think of, just think of Gimli, just being a fucking shithead. Right. They weren't like the dwarves, the Scottish dwarves from uh, All on Top Mountain, so. Uh, they were like kind of fucked in the head, so they were like, uh, yeah, um, they were like, we're going to be there very soon. Uh, we've got uh, friends that are helping us down here. It's only a hundred more feet down the, the path. And if they point down the path, then you can see that it becomes less cave-like, and there's like some light down there. So these things are starting to run me from the trolls of... Uh... So can we, can we roll the... Who are your friends? How do we know that we can trust them? I'm going to roll yeah. a persuasion... Should we all roll it's a 15 plus 6 persuasion. Okay. Uh, so, if I remember correctly, they have some deference to either Amber's character or Roll. Uh, I think that, you know, so that, so that as soon as you put, like, lean on them at all, uh, Salem, they, like, kind of, like, cower and almost almost bow is what you, what you perceive, right? And they're like, absolutely, we understand. Uh, but the, you can trust them. You've saved us, and we want to be able to repay that debt that we owe to you. Uh, and this is the only place that's safe here. If you want to, you can go back out there. You won't last long. So if you come with me, you're fine. We can't, you know, they like if I if I remember correctly, you know, they don't have like any armor on. They're not, they're not really dangerous. Okay, that's good enough for me. Um. All right, you guys, but don't try anything shifty or we're going to have problems. So, Roland, I want you to give me an investigation check. Because your character's all... So you're curious and you're not sure of the situation. This is what you want to do. Can you say, I want to do an investigation? So I've got uh, 17. Okay. So your character looks down towards the direction that the dwarves are pointing. And you can see at the end of the hall is a... Like toadstools that are bioluminescent. So you can start to see that there's lights down there, but they're not like natural lights. They're big old toadstools that are glowing. Oh, do you guys all want to roll to see if we feel comfortable walking past these guys? Because like, uh, uh, they're either electronic or they've got some sort of uh, crazy smell on them. Should we roll to walk past him? I'll walk past him all day, but I just want to make sure. So Roland tells the other two characters uh, what he sees. Because they don't know yet. (gasps) You guys. What's going on, Roland? There are some uh, beautiful but uh, extremely menacing fluorescent mushrooms. How do you guys feel about walking past them? Should we smash them? Should we walk? I'm not sure what we should do. We uh, probably Taren, shouldn't touch them at all. Taryn comes dangerous. up. Uh, she comes up to you while you're talking, 
uh, and she and she goes, I can feel the weave. We're safe here. We can pass. The mushrooms won't harm us, or the fungus won't harm us. So she like walks forward confidently. Oh, well, if they're fun guys, they're fun guys. <laughs> that is my girl there. Let me just say. All right, girl. So as you are catching up to the dwarves, because they haven't stopped this whole time, they, they just kept moving as you guys were discussing the situation. Uh, they, you guys get up to the mushrooms that Roland saw, and uh, what's her name? Taryn kind of just puts her hands out. She doesn't touch them, uh, but she just kind of puts her hands out, and she seems like almost like she's petting the air, but petting a dog. And she just kind of walks past them and keeps going. Who is Taryn again? Like, how does she know these mushrooms? She's, she's Roland's girlfriend. She's Roland's girlfriend. Oh, she's Malay. She's just started. She's Roland's girlfriend. Hey, Taryn, how do you, she's also, how do you know about these mushrooms? Uh, she's like, um, I don't know, dear. Uh, I can feel She's more than a barbag. Well, she's a druid, remember, from the episode when you guys are running underneath the city and fought the zombies, and she was like, I'm a druid. And you're like, oh, whoa, she's a druid. And yeah. She's like, uh, I, I've never seen anything like it before. What's the I, weave? The weave is the magic force that, you know, those people who are who have the way are able to cast spells from. Okay. Ride the wave. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, you guys get to the mushrooms, and you cut the corner, and it opens up into a large chamber. And what you see in the large chamber is now essentially walls, foot to ceiling, covered in fungus. And there are different, like, kind of short toadstools that are about the size of little dogs. Oh. There are some that are, like, the size of couches, and then there are some that are tree size. Oh. Uh, and they kind of, like, make an archway with these larger uh, funguses, and then you can come through, and it's like... You know in movies when they're trying to like portray a scene from like the 70s or they're like mocking movies from the 70s where they have like splashes of color and there's like flower print that goes across the screen, right? And it's like, make fun of like some stoner music. There's some adventure type stuff like that too. We're basically, we're just looking at yeah, Daisy so, Time Explosion. Yeah, so the colors that you're seeing in here a lot of like pinks and blues and, and a lot of bioluminescence here and there. Is everything glowing? Everything is glowing a little bit to varying extents. There are some mushrooms that are clearly like light bioluminescent mushrooms and there's some that barely have any, you know, so it's like a mix. You guys, this place is sporable. Ah, <laughs> wait. <The> sporable. <laughs> oh, sorry. Rowan had a hard night. Um, can we roll to see about these mushrooms? I feel like the... Yeah, give me an investigation check. <laughs> so, uh, okay. well. Salem, did you roll an investigation? Uh, no, I did not. A 15 investigation plus one, I believe. Okay. So, uh, as you guys are, like, looking around and... and That's a plus zero. It's just 15. So, everybody's kind of investigating the mushrooms and just, like, in wonder. It's like that scene from, uh, uh, like, Jurassic Park where everybody's like, look at the the foliage. Uh, Or a line where she's like, oh, look at all these plants. Yeah. Roland is kind of, like, dancing around all gaily and, like, 
leans all forward on one leg and has his other leg out and like kind of like a ballet pose as he's like smelling a mushroom or like looking at a mushroom and literally falls head first into a mushroom. Oh. <laughs> uh, what should happen to her? What should her? What should she do? What What should the effect of this fungus be? What would be fun? Um. Oh. Maybe she's just violently ill. We'll do, that. <laughs> we'll do that. So I want you to, to roll 1d4. That's your pyramid pointy one. Also, can I have a macaroon? Yes. Alright. No, that's the d8, but we'll take oh. it. Yeah, I got three. So we'll, we'll cut that in half. So you got a, a, a one. Your butt poop. You're a little bit. <laughs> uh, do you have your... Uh, you could just have her roll a d10, and if it's less, or, or d20, and if it's less than 10, she gets really bad flatulence, and if it's more, she gets can't stop burping or something. How about this? This one? Yeah, that's it. Three. I actually bought a uh, whole other set of dice throws just so that I could not blame my cursed dice on being a cursed dice. Yep, you can switch them, and then if the new one still sucks, then guess what? It's not the dice. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, man. <laughs> it is pretty funny. You're I rolled a one you. earlier, and Nick looked at it and was just like, I'm just going to pretend that this didn't happen. I'm not including it all since it's going to be in there. Yep. Uh, I start I praying to the dice gods. <laughs> when you come know. over, we need to get some sage. We heal. <laughs> Yeah. I really wish I would have gotten, so there was a thing, I, still, I wish I would have gotten it. It was literally a tiny little, it looked like a, the cages on the outside of the animal you know, crackers boxes. And you drop the dice in it, and you shake it up, and it's dice jail, because it makes your dice is being a... Uh, yeah, I've seen that. You start I, the... no, I didn't get it, and I bought another one, and I was like, well... I started <laughs> seeing I start waving the sage in Alice's face, and she's like, I can't breathe. You're like, I bet you can't, demon. <laughs> <laughs> it's working, then. All right. I can't let him dice blessed by a Sean. Yeah. He literally traveled to, like, Antarctica. It cost us, like, $80,000. <laughs> like, but you have gold and rolls after that. It's... <laughs> we were investigating. Allison uh, is now taken three damage uh, of, of damage because she fell into a mushroom. And she's now vomiting profusely. Oh no. But it's coming out like pink and green for some reason. Not pink and green, excuse me, pink and blue. Like the colors that Yeah. Okay. So it, it's vomit, but it's fun. <laughs> oh, Roland, are you okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> that looks pretty miserable. It's fine. <laughs> it's pretty, though, I will say. At least it's fine. All right. Uh, so, Thor, you got a 15. You can tell... Uh, let me think. You can tell that you shouldn't fall into them. <laughs> you shouldn't, like, try and inhale the spores or whatever. Well, uh, it seems pretty obvious to me, Roland, that you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a bad idea. So, Taryn, like, comes up and, like, grabs you and pulls your hair back. And, uh, or your horns back. <laughs> Sweet baby. And then uh, you kind of like limp, limp along. Uh, and so 
the dwarves are like going farther back into the cave, and you can see that in the back of the cave there is actually more of their friends. So there's a bunch of dwarves down there. Okay. You call them? I don't know. What do you want to do? I'm gonna follow them. All right. Um, uh, can I roll a perception check? Yeah. What are you thinking? What do you? What do you? Uh, I just want to see if, like, these dwarves seem, like, as defenseless as their friends, or if they seem like they are, like, they mean more business, like, if we're maybe being led into an ambush or something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me a 20. That's a 7, plus everything's great. Yeah, you can't tell. Does anybody else want to give me a perception check? Yeah, I'd like kind of, like, check it out. I know you you get an advantage on this, so you get to roll your die 20 twice. So Roland, you're able to see that they are all dressed in kind of like cloth, like thrown together cloths. It's not anything impressive. But the ones that are in the, the cave are all like washed and are they're 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 not <clears throat> the ones that you ran into, all of their clothes are like torn and, and dirty. The ones here are like are in good health. They're, you know, they're tainted, but they're in good health. Hmm. And they're, so they're rejoicing. Going on here? They're all slapping each other on the back and happy. Hmm. Where is this All place? right, Sam. Sorry for you to put on that, uh, good boy charm. Those big, uh, persuasion rolls? Yep. Uh, so you hear the uh, dwarves start chanting, like, but you can't can't quite make it out. Uh, but they're like uh, some dwarvish thing that's like da 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 ra da 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 ra da da. Everybody make a perception check. Allison gets a big natural twenty. Natural twenty. Allison, you get to roll your dice twice because you get advantage. You get to take the best one. So thirteen. Plus, it's twelve. Twelve plus. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, so Salem, you're the first person to notice this right away. I see perfectly. Go from there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As the whole scene's unfolding in front of you, Salem's eyes start to adjust to what he's seeing, and all the mushrooms are. There's a lot of the ones that are like toadstools, but there's a lot of mushrooms that aren't right. And a lot of those start to move. And as you are looking through, you start to immediately see the outline of, like, humanoid mushrooms. Like, they look indistinguished from, like, flesh of, like, you know, if you were to see, like, a a lion's mane mushroom or, uh, like, a shiitake mushroom or any kind of weird chanchero mushroom, you know, right? That's what they look like. But they all of a sudden, you start to see form. You start to see legs and arms. That's some Miyazaki stuff. Okay, I just rolled a uh, 12 plus 3 insight just to, like, see if I can tell whether we should be concerned about this. Because I know that Taryn said those other mushrooms were, like, this or that, and they weren't something, like, to be uh, alert of or whatever. You you can tell that the dwarves notice this right over that the dwarves know what's going on. And they're welcoming. They, they seem joyous, and they realize immediately who they're talking to. Like they, they knew that they seemed to have known that they were there the whole time. But so far, none of the other party has known this. So what would Salem do? 
Uh, you guys, these mushrooms are moving and they look humanoid. Be, ca be cautious. We don't know if they're harmful or not. Taryn, what do you think? What do you feel? Uh, you see Taryn and she like puts her hand on one of her knives on her hip. Wow. Um, can we roll for perception check on uh, everybody's vibes here? Because this seems like it's getting a little wild. Uh, yeah, your character got a 13. Let's see. Your character... Your character didn't see the mushrooms at first, but she can tell that everybody, as far as the dwarves, are happy, and you still don't feel like there's any traps at all. So, as this starts to happen, the dwarves are, like, coming out now, and you can see that they are, they are like, standing, right? And they're all, uh, you know the scenes from uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where they, uh, the ones that are affected by Davy Jones's curse... Uh, they can like sink into the ship. Remember, like in that in that movie in that movie where they like are like the ship and they can just like sit down and become part of the barnacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's the coral out. people or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like this, but in reverse. So they like kind of you see that at first they're just sitting there and you don't realize it, and then they like wrench their arms out and it's like oh, there's a, a person that's sitting there and they start totally emerging from the the fungus in the walls. Mm -hmm. And they're very weird because they're super muscular, like they have muscular human forms. Uh, but when you look at the, like the biceps or the arms, the muscles, they're all like various types of mushrooms. So like one one arm right here looks like a chanterelle, and one piece over here maybe is all furry on the shoulder, and that's like a lion mane type mushroom. Uh, and so they have these like weird forms, but they're all very muscular. Can we roll to possibly just? scan to see. I guess, like, so I want to see if these guys are friendly, because uh, those are all good mushrooms, and so maybe we kind of need these guys, maybe these guys are cool. What do the guys, the goblins, or the, the dwarves that you've been following do? What are they doing? They, you see some of them, like, uh, walk right up to the fungus people and start, like, talking to them. Like, so they, they're not worried at all about them. Okay. You start to see one that comes up, and he's large. He comes up, and he's, like, uh, like seven feet tall and he comes up and he's wearing what seems like kind of like a loincloth but it's not like it's all fungus right uh but besides that just ripped yoked uh and he comes up and he's like uh hi um welcome to our welcome to our kingdom uh uh we are here uh let's see what would they say uh i am the sovereign of this life form uh, these are my children, and we have taken these dwarves into our shelter. Uh, we see that you have found yourself in the Underdark as well. Do you seek shelter? Do you need our assistance? Yeah, I think this is kind of your deal. They walk up to Salem, I think, because he, he knows them now, so they say oh. that to Salem. Um, well, I'm not actually sure that we know where we are. We came through here in a portal from the Illuminath Mountains because of an a hammer. Amber swung to a mirror. Uh, I I think we're trying to. We were trying to help your dwarvish friends here, and they led us to you. And um, any information that you have would be helpful. I hold up my hammer so I can see it. So they react to it. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if she wants to hold her hammer, I said we uh, should work. 
so when that when you hold up your hammer, there's another fungus lady that comes by, uh -huh. and she's like a, a full lady in a fungus gown, and she has beautiful long fungus hair, and she comes up behind the tall man, and it's like, oh you, and she looks at Amber's hammer and she says, I've seen construction like that before. I know exactly where that uh, where where that goes. Uh, there's one of those in the camps. There's a, one of those mirrors that you, you say you ran into a mirror. There's a mirror that has that same kind of material in the camps just outside of where you came from, where those young souls were trapped. And like the slave camp type thing, is that what you're saying? Where they had all like the, you said there was yes. like. Yes, okay. down where they make those poor souls uh, work the earth. Um, come, come with us. We have many things to show you. We, we don't have much, um, and, t and times have been tough recently, but we'd love to break bread with you. Uh, and we, we actually, uh, now that we've seen your uh, friend's weapon, I think that we have some information to share with you as well. So they like, uh, like, uh, wave you in as if they're gesturing you towards the dwarves. Well, for once, you guys, I think we can trust them. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting any strange vibes off right. these guys. So, as you guys get closer to the dwarves, uh, you can see that they're all kind of like some of them have like literally hopped up into the arms of some of the big mushrooms because they're little, right? And the mushroom guys are huge, so they're like palling up with them. Uh, and you can see on, on like some of the the toadstools near the bases of where they're all hanging out are growing really quickly. There are these like fruiting bodies that come off them. They are like little button mushrooms. And one of the dwarf uh, dwarfs goes over and like collects a bunch of it and starts passing it to the other dwarfs and start eating the mushrooms. So, oh man, that seems like it, like uh, it looks really cool, but it, 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 I have a feeling this we should uh, perception check because I think this is going to be bad. Yeah, I'm going to perception, except for mine's going to be an arcana check. Okay. I think since Roland's already gone face first in one mushroom, maybe... That's a 19 plus 2, and that's just because my perception's 1, so I want to do an arcana because okay. it's and, 2. Uh, Thor, you can tell that this is not magic. This is, uh, like, divine. You can you can sense that the, the, the source of this food is, like, divine. It's from a holy uh, nature, uh, not, like, a, like a, a magical nature. Okay, cool. And as 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 I sense as I sense that divine energy too, my uh, my crystal starts to to emanate also like this light, like divinely or whatever, if that makes sense. It starts to like glow. Like has a reaction to the divine nature of the mushrooms. Yeah. So uh, you are seeing that these uh, funguses are essentially uh, growing so that the dwarves can eat them. And they, the woman that came up to you with the fungus dress, uh, she goes over to the same spot and like pulls some off and goes to hand them to. She's like, eat, eat. You're going to need some sustenance in here. There's really not much food around. Sounds good. My spell slots could really use a long rest. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, so and I go, ahead, I go ahead and chow down. I trust him. All right. He makes a leap of faith. His character is uh, 
Wait a minute and see how Thor goes. How Salem does. No. All right, Thor. Uh, you eat the mushrooms and they taste, uh, you know, kind of like chicken. They taste kind of like fruit, but neither of the two really in particular. They just kind of like, you know, they feel good. Good, like magic. Good. Uh, like wholesome. You feel you feel whole. Perfect. Yeah. You guys, these mushrooms are delicious. I think you should try some. You're putting the whole in the wholesome. It's a three-course meal. I'm tasting, yep, gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Well, yeah. And the dwarves love it. They just can't get enough of it. They're chowing down. It's like party time. Uh, so as you're doing this, uh, and if any of you would like some more that's available, you can choose to eat or not. Um, the big one guy, the big tall guy comes over and he's like, bruh, so we saw that hammer. We know that there's this journey that's been going on and that the weave has been damaged. Um, what do you know of the breaking of the world? What, what, what do you know of the history of when the world broke? I don't know anything, but my dad here might have some better answers. Okay. Right, we uh, still have Sammy with us, don't we? Right? right so yeah. Sammy goes, yeah, I, you know, that was way before my time. I, you know, I was, it went to war like 30 years ago, but the breaking was like a thousand years ago. Um, and so they, they say, if you like, we can show you, we have a way to do it. Um, and we, we have our, our gift from our bodies, our, our spores that we can give you and we can all share an experience. Hey, you can't touch me there. You're not my dad. <laughs> so they like pull out, like they have like these trays and they're like, uh, you can see that they uh, have like dusted it, right? They like, you can see that they have like dust that goes all over it. They just sort it up like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so each one of your characters is like offered a line. Beep, beep, two, two. Um, so Roland's going to take it, but Roland would like it. Can I do a perception check on this line of stuff that I'm doing? Because yeah, I give, me a die 20. give me a die 20. So I got a 14. For a second, I thought you were going to say that you have Terran blasted into your anus with a straw. Oh, she has. I just, I've been burned before. I'm just not trying to get burned tonight. That's the way to do it. Uh, so, Roland, you look at it, you know that uh, this is nothing, you know, it's, it's not like any of the stuff that you've had back home. And, you know, it looks like it's uh, child's play. You've had fungus like this before. You're to go. Hey. <laughs> I've been to these kinds of parties before. <laughs> I've yeah. fungus like this. I've sprayed fungus twice. like this off of several places. So, you see Roland hit it and then just eyes roll back of her head and she just smiles and sits down. And then, like, the fungus meets her. So it comes up to her like a recliner and just catches her. And she, like, you can see it just kind of... Is this fungus like the um, Mario Brothers? I'm so glad you picked up that vibe. 90s. Yeah, yeah, fungus. Okay. Yeah. I was actually going to uh, suggest one of them be named Toadstool, but I feel like it's lost value now. Right. Uh, so uh, do your characters partake as well? Partake in. Partake? When in Rome, am I right? Yeah, I'm doing it. Boom, boom, boom. So as your characters imbibe, the 
you, your characters close their eyes, and all of a sudden you start hearing like a wah, 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 and then white noise. And Did then, I just take a whip it? <laughs> you, all of a sudden your eyes start to fade back in, right? The, the white goes, starts to fade away like it's the brightness going away. Uh, and you're in a whole different place, and it's, instead of, you know, it's, it's still very, it's like all fungus vibe, right? But it's like, it's shooting off in different places and there are like these big like long bridges that are shooting from place to place but all kind of like looks just like beautiful collections and like chopiaries of fungus like a perfect uh fungus forest spores of corny yeah and there's way more of the fungus people here so there's tons and tons and tons and tons of them you can see like that's a huge city um, <clears throat> compared to where you were which was just in like a cave with a little bit of the fungus right and uh the the girl the fungus lady that was in the dress comes up to you and she says this is how we like to spend most of our time the underdark it's a bit scary it's a bit icky uh, but we can do this and it's great you know we, we can we come here we can talk and we can you know reach places that we, we unfortunately can't reach anymore uh because we're trapped here uh and we think what that's is why you're here. how is this possible this is our uh, this is one of our gifts. Essentially, we have this ability to have a shared experience with all uh, who who wish to partake with it. You know, we all are part of it, or whatever. So as you know, as as it being a part of our bodies, we can enter this realm at any time. So this uh, is an existential. Sure, but third party. does that mean our like actual physical bodies are still in the underdark, and our like subconscious mental states are experiencing this place? Is that how that works? You got it. Existential third party. What does all this have to do with the world restarted or whatever you were talking about? So when she does that, you start to see the one that's the tall guy, uh, the ripped guy, and he starts like moving his hands like Tom Cruise Minority Report, and the whole screen moves. And it, like the whole like surrounding around you moves, and the whole world moves like in a... Or just in the simulation. What's her name? Point. Yeah, it's a simulation type deal. It's uh, do you remember Inner Not Inner Teller, that Christopher Nolan movie, where they have uh, freaking Ellen Page. Like oh, um, yeah. Uh, and freaking Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I know. What am I forgetting? Um, oh, the guy who plays the Scarecrow in the Batman movie. Yeah. It's got Leo DiCaprio and he's spinning the, he's spinning the, whole city unfolds, right? You know, like, oh. like that, like, whole moves and stuff. Okay, so yeah, it's exactly, this is what's happening before your eyes, and you see that you can control it. Oh. And so what you see is like a flash, and there's essentially a huge, huge tower, and at the top of it is a diamond. And there's a bunch of wizards and sorcerers all on the tower in like these preordained spots. It's like kind of like a, a uh, stations. Yes, and so there's hundreds of them, hundreds of them. It's super tall, and you see them all like casting a spell, and then you see basically a split go all the way down the center of the tower, and then it starts to separate farther and farther, and there's like a lightning, like what just seems like energy in the middle, and the tower splits, and then there's like two bubbles, and you see that there's two different worlds now. One that was on one side of the uh, uh, at the of the break and one on the other, and then in between is a bunch of rubble. So a bunch of the stuff that was still in the middle of it falls essentially, and, and you can kind of see that it goes down, 
and it creates a bunch of like like smaller bubbles. And the the girl in the dress says, you know, when the elves were struggling with the evil in the world, vampires, zombies, that kind of stuff, they had been hurt by it so much, and they were uh, having so much trouble with it that they decided that they could separate them, that they could just cut off access to these different places where they come from. So they thought that they could cast a spell that would block all of the other planes of existence from being able to come into their world. But it didn't go how they planned. And so when that happened, their Earth split into two, our Earth. And there were some who made it on your Earth, where it sounds like you're from, and there's some who made it onto the second Earth, and there's some who made it here. Hmm. And that's where we are right now, it's in the Underdark. When she, uh, when she does that, she's kind of like walking around and talking, you know, as she's talking to y'all, she's very, like, uh, suspenseful. And she comes up to Salem, and she, like, brushes her hand behind his back and comes up and grabs the... Uh, amulet around her neck or tries to grab the amulet around her neck and she like is gracefully doing it she just goes to hold it um, and she says Sam, do you want to take I'm gonna I think you should you gotta stop her I'm gonna contest it with like a dexterity just to like sort of yeah. like slam it away you give it like a uh, pull back a little bit that's a natural 20 yes take care of it sir she, she goes uh, to go in. Look, you're, you're more than welcome to look at the amulet, but I'd like to know why first. Absolutely, absolutely. And as she does, uh, she points to the amulet and then points to the sky, and all of a sudden you can see the amulet in, like, 100 feet above you, and it's a big, like, circle. And if I remember correctly, we talked about how it's, like, concentric circles with dots on it, right? Sure. So, so you see the exact same thing, but up on the screen. And then uh, she points to it. She says, this is the goddess Mistara. She is the one who is the god of all the magic in our planet. She's a god of magic. Is that your mom, dude? Wait, yeah, is it a- Salem, is that your mom? Salem. Is that your I who is she? Is she a god? She, I, I, I just know that this symbol is the symbol of the of the goddess of magic of Mistara. I see. Did that make you a demigod? That's interesting. What do we know about it? Or what do you know about her? Or like the order that this amulet came from? Is it possible that my mother was like a priestess or like a, some underling of some type? like in a cult, to this god? Uh, Mistara takes many forms. Uh, she, in her original form, was just a painter girl. She was just a, uh, a painter who, who was also uh, divine and practiced her, her faith. And she uh, eventually, after years of studying and, and practicing magic, uh, eventually became so important to the weave that she became one with the weave. Uh, and so she is the protector of it. And this is why um, I'm sure you noticed that. Or maybe you don't. Have you not noticed how weak the magic is? 
Well, honestly, I've only ever felt magic a few times in my life up to this point, and it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. To me, it seems stronger than I was, if that makes sense. Yes, back in the day, back in the uh, before time, before the magic was broken, the Mistara uh, was able to, you know, our weave, our magic uh, abilities were way more powerful and way more plentiful. We could create feats of magic and, and items that you can never recreate nowadays uh, with the, the current level of the Force. And this is presumably because Mistara's gone. She Interesting. Is, she must have been taken in the breaking. I don't know. Amber, this must have been what your father or grandfather was mentioning when he said that the the ability to create the fist whistle didn't exist anymore. Because it was created before the split happened? So it was created by that magic. Wow. She, uh, they, they, she points... As if to the dwarves. The dwarves are all in this thing, but they're on like the butt. They're they're basically behind scene, you know. So they're seeing what they're looking at is like a bunch of like tree, like mushroom trees, and like playgrounds and fields and butterfly mushrooms. And, they're having a great time. She points and mushroom to mushroom dwarf strippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she points to them and she says, "These these souls were from your planet." They were from the planet that you call, that you call home. Uh, they've been here, unfortunately. Sometimes under the mercy of the mind flayers. Sometimes they are able to get them free. We can only help so many at a time. Uh, How long have they been here for? Uh, well, the breaking was a thousand years ago, and, and not everybody comes at exactly the same time. It's not exactly clean like that, but hundreds and hundreds of years. These How poor souls. Them? Well, uh, let me think how I handle this next part of it. Uh, she looks to Salem and says, Salem, why do you have this necklace? Um, well, my father gave it to me. It used to be my mother's. Okay. I've never uh, met her before. This is all I have of her. And where is your mother? I don't know. She disappeared before I was born. Or shortly after. I'm sorry. How does uh, that Sam, even make sense? Sammy comes up. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Sammy comes up and she, he pats you on the shoulder. And he's like, yeah, buddy, I, I remember. She's trapped. Remember when we first told you the story about how we banged? Oh, whoa. Yeah, no. yeah, Dad. I, re I remember the story. You don't have to retell it in as much detail, <laughs> please. Yeah, after we banged, she told me about how she's trapped. She's not able to get out of where she's at. She's somewhere trapped. So when she, you say when she says when Sammy says that, the woman in the fungus dress turns to him and she goes, "Maybe that's how we can fix the wound. If we could get her back and we could get her free." then maybe with her magic, we could fix what the elves did. So where is she? What do, you, do you have any information on where she's at? Were you the mushroom lady asking? Yes, uh, that's the mushroom lady asking Salem. Well, before we, we 
before that mirror was broken and we all came here, we were on our way to go to the region where my father said she was and that he met her there. So you were trying, you think you might have a way to find her. Great. So all we need to do now is get you out of the underdog. So I'll have to take you back there. Let's take you back to the portal. If it's that easy, let's go. Let's go bring your mom back. Let's get her. I'm going to go so, meet my mom. If you remember correctly, you all fled the mountain. That's why you came there. Hey, a fled is a strong word. Strong word. Oh, so wherever she leads us to is going to take us to wherever we came into the Underdark from? Right, that was what she was suggesting, because it would just go back there. I but, see. So she sees Salem's hesitancy, and she goes, I know of another portal. I've seen construction like that. I know exactly where one is. Well, I have the map, don't I, of the location on the north coast or whatever. Can I just, like, show her that map of where we were going to take the boat to? I hope so, because we just met this woman, so. Cool, okay, yeah, so you show her the map, and she, like, looks at it for a second. She goes, a lot of this map doesn't make sense to me anymore, but I think that if you end up taking... If this map is correct, I think that you might be able to take the portal that's in the Mind Flayer camp and get to the coast of your world, back to the coast of your world. So uh, the question, the problem with that is that, as I said, they are Mind Flayers there sometimes. Oh, Not all the time. Oh, is there is there any way to know when they are and are not going to be there? Is there Should we roll for a can... percentage? Can we do like a percentage check of how much these guys are going to this? No, we would have to like actually investigate their habits and find out when they actually are and are not there. If we were going <sighs> to do that, that's how we would have to do it. So she says... Uh, they, they, they don't come around here very often anymore. We've, we've run out of most of what they, they mine here. Um, but they come every once in a while. Mostly it's drow that you see running the camps and some small demons. I see. And how dangerous so, is this going to be? It is probably very dangerous. I think... I think At least a I challenge have... rating four. <laughs> I... Can we, is there a way to roll to see, like, percentage-wise of, like, what's the benefit of this that's not the D20? Well, uh, what do you mean? Like, it, like odds on basically, like, we're going no to way do to this. Know the odds. What is it? Hmm? There's no way to know the odds. Can we, your, can right. your, 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 um, dwarves lead us to the... Can they meet us there? Uh, she, she says um, the dwarves don't have the capacity to fight the drought. Their minds are... Well, I didn't figure they'd fight them. I figured they'd just leave us there. Mm -hmm. We'd fight them. I'm trying to think. Uh, she, she mulls around in her head for a second. She goes, our powers are very weak. We can't help at the moment. She... Uh, uh, she points to uh, back at, and now you can see the real world again. 
you, your eyes kind of like are, are not open, but you can see from your eyes. And you see that in the corner of the cave is like a drip drop of water. And she points to that and she says, we can only really survive around this bit of water. Uh, we are limited in how much we can feed the, the dwarves and, and our ability to help. But I know that the drow use a magical item to bring water into the Underdark. If you could get that, we might be able to help you. We might be able to help you with the, the prison camp. Do you know where it's located? The dwarves do. The dwarves do. They can help okay. bring that. You gotta go take this magic item. So as you, you do that, she starts to like walk off and she's like, uh, all of a sudden there's a table in front of her and it's full of different fruit, but it's all fungus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's shaped like fruit, but it's fungus. And she's like, would you like to join me? We could we could have something to eat while we wait uh, and while, uh, while you have a rest and then you could take uh, your journey and go from there. Sure, why not? So as that scene winds down and those characters are enjoying their hallucination, <laughs> uh, Salem, your character hears a voice. You hear it like from out of the left side of your ear, you're like, what is that? Roll a die 20. Give me a perception check. A perception. Oh, what I close that. That's 11 plus 1, a 12. Okay, so you just hear uh, to your left, and you, and you think you see maybe somebody moving uh, to the left of your eye, but it's not mushroom. It's like white, like white, white. It's a completely different color scheme than what's going on right now. Is this in the hallucination or in reality? Still in the hallucination. Interesting. Um, is there someone there? If you are, talk to me. And I'm going to roll a 12 plus 6, 18 persuasion. 18 persuasion. So as... Uh, to get them to speak to me. Uh, she says, Salem, it's been so long. I'm so glad to be able to finally speak to you. And you see step out from like a bush, a fungus bush. And it's a woman in like a white-ish light in white dress. And she's like flowing, you know, she's got like a fan on even nobody else has a fan. Just going to hit wins. Yeah, and so Thor, uh, this is going to be a bit of inside baseball for, for you two, right? Because it's Thor's character's backstory. Thor's yeah. giving me some of this in the back. So Thor, refresh me a little bit before we continue on on what's supposed to be the deal with your mom and your, your relationship to your mom's character. Well, I've never met my mom before. This is actually the very first time Salem's ever meeting his mother after, like, basically being told that he was abandoned by her. But this kind of, like, fits in... This kind of fits in with the background we're working on, right? That she's kind of like a force of nature or that gives you your power. And it's like, a, this is why you're dream touched or whatever. Yeah, she she is a dream spirit. Oh, no. 
Well, Salem's half dream, but he doesn't know it or whatever because his mom's dream, and he's never met his mom. He's just known his dad, who's a city guardsman. This is so Ponyo. <laughs> the mom is like a force of nature. Dad's just trying to keep it together. <laughs> so uh, she she comes Sam down. Sam hair goes. <laughs> yeah, so Definitely. she comes down to you, Salem, uh, and she like goes to like hold hold your cheek, uh, and. You see, she's like, uh, just kind of like a normal, looks like a human. Mom, I know that there's no way that you can be here, but somehow I know that that's, it's you. Where have you she, been? I'm right now trapped inside of the in-between, in-between these worlds. I, I can't exactly feel where I'm at. So I can reach out in certain places. I have certain connections to the weed, but... When the world broke, something horrible put me here and trapped me here. Something with tremendous amounts of power in order to be able to put me here. Uh, and so I've set this plan together to be able to free me, but it's taken with my limited powers, you know, very, very many years. But, but if you're trapped there, Mom, then how do we get you out? Salem, I believe that you can find me. I believe that got the, the clues and all of the, the force that you need to find me. You just need to go back to the spot where your father met me. I think I can do that. I have your necklace. My dad gave it to me. And when when magic happens around me, I can feel it. I can feel you. Yeah, and is, is he still as handsome as he always was? Uh, sure. <laughs> So she blushes and she says, well, the, you are a part of me, Salem, and your magic comes from my magic. I, I am, you know, I have the gift and it flows through me and now it flows through you. Oh, how are you here? Are you actually there? Or is this just a part of this hallucination? Are you reaching out to me through the amulet or how does this work? What's, what is even happening right now? How am something, I seeing you? Something about this place. I can, for some reason, it's just uh, close enough connections to this. This place must be on the plane of existence. It's close to where I'm trapped. How do I talk to you again? Can I, can I see you once we leave this place? Mom, I need you. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel about getting high? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, I guess if it's the only way to see you, mom, then I'll do what it takes. I'll snort spores. spores. Someday, rail some lines, mom. <laughs> after you've had enough practice, and after I've taught you uh, enough of your magical uh, abilities, we'll eventually be able to communicate through meditation. But for now, this will do. Will, will suffice to be able to keep us. We'll always have a toadstool. <laughs> So she, uh, you start to like wake up and rustle in your human body and she starts to shimmer away like in the Back to the Future where they're disappearing and she's like, I'll see you soon. Next time you get up. Casper. Next to you. And then, so you wake up and you like, you're all kind of hanging out and all, everybody in the party is kind of like just talking to the fungus people and everybody else is like moving about their day at Salem and you just kind of wake up and everybody, and everybody didn't see that whole experience. Mommy, no! I mean... 
Are you okay, Sailor? Uh, it was just a dream. Uh, never mind. Sure. <clears throat> but it sounds like we have a plan. It sounds like we need to go get that water source. If we get that for the mushroom people, then they can help us get to the portal, and then we can find your mom, Salem. That's what that mushroom lady was saying. Right. And he was there for that, so that's good. So she's just re- making sure that your character was there for that. Right. That's we plan. need to that's figure out the best way to get to the uh, the northern coast so we can start figuring out how to repair the fist whistle and get to the bottom of the magic. Yeah. So after you guys sleep, uh, you guys are able to like get some some spell slots up. back, son. Yeah, you guys find some nice comfy toadstools to put <laughs> up on. Not the bad ones. Yeah, not the bad ones. These ones don't hurt you. Oh, I forgot to roleplay the fact that Roland was vomiting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time yeah. you just hear Roland, she's having a, or he's having a great time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the it's fine. All these little guys seem pretty children. <laughs> the next day, you guys start to see all the dwarves, and they're like packing up a bunch of the mushrooms, and they've got like little satchels and little sticks, uh, and they're ready to go. Are you guys ready to take on your adventure? Uh, yeah, I think we are. Um, where are we going to now? Are we going back to the, um, are we leaving the Underdark where we came from, or are we trying for that other new spot? Uh, you're gonna go where the water source is, the Lake of Iratus, is what they call it.